Hello and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. My name is John Keeley and this is the podcast extension for ROI Show 482. Our guest today is Dr. Kachin Ginty, historian of health and healthcare at King's College London, England, and co-founder of the Healthy Skepticism Project, who, and we will be talking with her about the topic of reversing death, the weird history of resuscitation. The history buffs joining us today are Rick Sweet and Ed Broders. And Ed, you get to start us off. Thanks, John. Kachin, I took a CPR case a class decades ago, and, and in the brief introduction, they mentioned any number of old, old practices, which had long since been abandoned, that at some point may have appeared to work. Can you give us a few examples of practices that were attempted repeatedly and then were abandoned in favor of things that were more effective? And going back to your discussion earlier about the motivation for even resuscitating someone, was part of what was in people's heads the idea that, well, you know, it, it looks to us they appear to be dead already, so we got nothing to lose. Yeah, well, that yes, exactly. I mean, taking the second part of that first, I mean, that's certainly part of it. That, And this is where this notion of the apparently dead comes from. In fact, the, the humane societies, which were the names of the groups who started to, to really kind of push for resuscitation and distribute these various techniques, there was this important distinction to be made between the apparently dead and the totally dead. Um, and so there, in, in their view, we needed to start making this distinction between the apparently dead and the, and the really dead or the dead dead or whatever um, you might call it. Um, and in that way, also recognize, well, that these apparently dead people are, are also potentially a little bit still alive. And so that was a really key thing for them to publicize to, um, to people kind of more generally, you know, because it isn't, it isn't an obvious thing to think like, um, is this person really dead or, or not dead? But that said, it also ties into, in this period, these really interesting practices around death, this sort of notion that you need to wait, you know, 10 days or something like that before you bury somebody just in case they show some signs of, of life. And there are indeed panics um, at this time and later about people who are buried that, you know, potentially they may have been buried alive. Um, and so in some cases, you see these examples of people being buried with a whistle or being buried with a flag that goes all the way up to above ground um, just in case they wake up. Um, and uh, then, uh, you know, can signal that actually they're alive and they're down there. Um, and so much of this also plays into that, that this, there is this already this predisposition to kind of think like, um, how final is death actually, or how are we supposed to kind of understand death? And apparently this, this label of apparently dead really works well with that, and it really gets going and, and helps people to think like, okay, yes, we should, we should try these techniques. Um, as far as sort of techniques that they used and then sort of fell out of favor over time, I mean, I think the, um, the you know, they all kind of, all of these different, some, some of them really do stay around, like the rescue breathing and the sort of pounding on people to get water out of their bodies. Those things hang around for a long time, though they're changed in form so that you see um, early on they might hold them upside down and shake them. By the 20th century, they're turning them around and pounding on their backs to get water out of them. So you see that the that the techniques change in very small ways over long periods of time. 
I really don't know when when some of the other when some of the other practices fall out of fashion. Um, I think it's probably just a kind of you know a, a process of of slow refinement that. Um, that they begin to realize that maybe smoke is not so helpful. Um, <laughs> oh, certainly yeah. changing, yeah. Wow, there's <laughs> um, a changing understanding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but changing understandings of, you know, the body as it moves from being understood as something that's like a machine to something that's, um, you know, different from a machine is, is in some ways operates according to its own logic. Um, you know, this helps to kind of shift the way that you approach the body. Um, but I, I think really the big thing that kind of turns things around is the rise of medicine more generally so that this, and the rise of surgery in particular, um, so that you, you know, you have a very different sense of the physiology of the human body when you can open it up and really investigate it. Um, and as they're increasingly able to do that, they come up with different you know, different understanding of what, what actually is going to make sense and what isn't. But the, the notion of, you know, like you need to irritate a body back into action, um, I think really sort of falls out of favor as, um, as industrialization starts to wane, um, you know, and then, of course, it picks up again later on um, at the start of the 20th century. But by then, medicine is heading much more towards um, a very particular style of, of investigation and in science. Um, and away from the kind of more um, experimental uh, nature and the kind of, the, the, you know, the kind of thinking about medicine that takes place in the 18th and 19th centuries. Okay. Um, we didn't do this in the first part of the show, uh, Kachin, but we're going to give it to you now. Uh, knowing what you do about uh, the history of resuscitation, how is this relevant or irrelevant in today's world? And we have about three minutes. So if you could tell our viewers, why do you think that this is important in today's world? Well, I think one of the things that's so important about this is that understanding how dramatically resuscitation techniques have, have changed really give you a, gives you a bird's eye view on how medicine has changed and also hopefully gives you a sense, as I, as I said in the earlier segment, that, you know, what seems normal and makes sense in one period will seem crazy and ridiculous in another period. But the thing to keep in mind is that, that you know, that, that, that all of medicine really is, is very specific to the time period in which it appears and the prevailing logics of that moment. So one of the things that I think is really important about the resuscitation story is that it is such a vivid and, you know, funny sort of set of images um, to think about. But we also need to know that, you know, our current understanding of resuscitation may look funny and strange and crazy to, you know, people in the future. So it's this kind of, you know, remembering that medicine is a culturally embedded practice kind of thing that I think comes out nicely in the resuscitation story. And I think the other piece of it <clears throat> is the, the extent to which, um, you know, CPR, resuscitation as a practice, is something that's so extremely democratic, and it really is this kind of page that moves you, page in medicine's history that moves you out of thinking of medicine as just about progress and just about science and just about medical practitioners, you know, great people doing great things. And instead, it's very much about the way in which the practices of resuscitation remind us that these are, you know, that this is one of the ways in which medicine becomes um, what it is today. So it isn't just sort of this closed off history that's just about 
medical practitioners and their work, it's also involved all of us to some degree. Um, and we haven't talked about this, but the later history of resuscitation um, is very much one where it, it kind of, the power, there's a big power struggle between the medical establishment and patients. And um, there you really see this dynamic come into play and this notion that, in fact, democracy is a part of the history of medicine as well. Okay. We would like to thank our noted guest for the 482nd show, Dr. Kachin Gainty, historian of health and healthcare at King's College London, England, and co-founder of the Healthy Skepticism Project, who talked to us about reversing death. The Weird History of Resuscitation. The History Bus for today's show with Rick Sweet and Ed Broders. ROI can be found at 9.30 p.m. Friday nights on KALA Radio or on the web at tunein.com. If you're looking for older programs, you'll find them at soundcloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down for nearly a decade of ROI shows. You can also find ROI on your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.